What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Today, we're going to talk about Arkansas's big quarterback battle that's coming up, and we're going to recap the week that was really busy, really crazy week last week when you consider everything that happened, Justice Hill and Connor Nolan, Khalil Garland, Daniel Gaffer, J- Jordan McFarland, just a lot of stuff going on uh, for an off-season day uh, last Thursday. It's all happening on Hogsports Live. So first of all, I just want to jump in just that crazy Thursday where it just seemed like one news item after another came out. Uh, started out with Justice Hill entering the transfer portal, something that had been reported by Trey Shap a few weeks ago and just kind of finally uh, came to fruition the other day. And an interesting situation. I mean, what he says basically is, you know, he's not going to play basketball at Arkansas. He's entered his name into the transfer portal, also exploring the possibility of playing football that's an interesting situation, too, because I think a lot of people think that football may be his best sport, even though he's a guy with you know 41-inch vertical jump that's been committed to Arkansas since the ninth grade. And really just – it's just kind of an unfortunate situation. You know, I mean, the guy enrolls early, and so he burns his redshirt year, and now if he transfers to another school, D1, he'll have to sit out a year, most likely. I guess there's the possibility since he had a coaching change that things could change, but – Usually that's for players who haven't enrolled already, and since he did enroll, may have to explore some waiver options or something like that. And with football, you know, he never he never showed up for spring football, and the communication, I think, was maybe a little bit off right there. Of course, his coach had just been fired in Mike Anderson. So just kind of an interesting situation with Justice Hill there. It'll be an interesting sort of follow this offseason. So before we get started uh, on the rest of this stuff, I want to remind everybody – There's several ways to watch. You can watch on Facebook Live. You can watch on YouTube. If you haven't thrown us a thumbs up, go ahead and throw us a thumbs up. If you're on Facebook Live, be sure to like, subscribe to the page. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifications bell. And, of course, throw us any comments on on the topics and and that thumbs up. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Throw us five stars and a review. Again, helps us get our message out there. The more the more kind of interactions and stuff we have, the better. So be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, also on Spotify and Stitcher. So plenty of ways to watch and listen, like, share, follow, comment, as we say. And if you're interested in VIP content that we provide at hogsports.com, if you're interested in that kind of stuff right now, you can get a seven-day free trial and 30% off your first year at hogsports.com. Or you can sign up for... Um, for a monthly plan and get uh, and get your first month for a dollar and then regular price after that. So almost nothing to lose for trying us out. Danny West is going to join us a little later to talk some Razorback recruiting, and I want to encourage you to go ahead and get your questions in for us uh, if you've got any of those, and we'll review those when they build up. So uh, back to Justice Hill. We'll see if he if he starts playing football. Uh, we're going to go into Arkansas' scholarship distribution chart a little bit and and maybe how that plays into the possibility of him maybe going on scholarship on football um, or not. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later. But let me know your thoughts on Justice Hill transferring. I think it's you know it's just a, an unfortunate situation. Sometimes things happen like that. So um, I guess next up was Connor Nolan announcing that he's given up football to focus on baseball. And it seems like most people who you know are I would say experts in baseball think that that's possibly his best sport in the future. You know, if he can maybe get his fastball up a few miles an hour faster or something like that, then um, maybe be a real pro prospect. And that's the thing that's kind of changed is with his birthday, he's going to be able to be drafted 
next year versus the year after that. So I can see how that could kind of change things. Otherwise, not given that scenario, it would make sense for him to continue on in football and, and give that a shot to try to earn the starting job, uh, which, again, is going to be an interesting battle. We'll get into that a whole lot more here in a little bit. Then Khalil Garland, the news about Khalil Garland uh, no longer showing up on the Razorback roster. The word is that he's going to be a student manager and will go on medical hardship. Um, and that's, again, not official, but that's the word that's out there. And with that, basically means his Arkansas basketball career is over if he goes on medical hardship. Now, he could go somewhere else and play basketball if he were to get cleared medically later, but not at Arkansas. So uh, unless there's maybe some type of, again, waiver process, there's all kinds of different things like that that can play a role. Uh, Daniel Gafford capping off the evening, being drafted by the Chicago Bulls, the 38th overall pick, the eighth pick in the second round. So uh, that's an interesting spot. I mean, there's a lot of people that complain about the way the Chicago organization is run and people don't like the way they did Bobby Portis. But uh, I, I think that Daniel Gafford is a guy that's going to end up making an NFL or an NBA roster, not an NFL roster, an NBA roster. And I mean, he's got, he just has freakish athleticism. Now there are things that he could have improved in last year, maybe developing a better game with his back to the basket, maybe a, a short pull-up jumper or something like that. He did improve in, in really most areas overall, uh, including free throw shooting, although not dramatic improvement. But I still think this guy has a ton of upside. You know, when you look at his athletic ability, for example, I think people got frustrated with him falling a lot. He could add some more weight. But when he would fall, like if he's running down court and somebody would trip him and he'd fall, I was always impressed with how quickly for a guy that's 6'11", 233 pounds, got up and and ran to the other end of the court, how he could beat people up and down the court. You just don't see that that much with guys that are as long as he is. So I think that he's probably going to spend some time in the G League, but I think by maybe if not this season, next season, I could see him being a fixture, uh, if not with Chicago Bulls, with another program, uh, NFL uh, team, or NBA team, I keep saying that. So um, anyway, um, and not to – we can't leave out Jordan McFarlane entered his name in the transfer portal. Um, McFarlane played in 24 games uh, and started 15 games this year. And so uh, he has entered the transfer portal and will play his senior season somewhere else also. Um, Arkansas also, uh, we got to mention Anthony Ruta was uh, – Arkansas hired Anthony Ruta as director of basketball operations. The guy has been here since mid-April, I guess and still hasn't been named anything officially, but has been basically on staff. So he will be the director of basketball operations at the University of Arkansas coming over from Nevada. What else we got from last week? I think that's pretty much it. Now, we released a few things like the uh, – the Arkansas scholarship distribution chart, just because there was so much change. And speaking of dis scholarship distribution with basketball, this is the first time we're actually talking about Arkansas having a spot open. They have a spot open on the basketball team. It's always been they've been one or two over, but um, it, with the Khalil Garland news and with Justice Hill moving on, uh, Arkansas is actually under the maximum, so they can still bring in a guy. A lot of people have their eye on Kerry Blackshear, who has Arkansas in his final four. Um, a lot of people also think – you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, or, or maybe more realistic destinations for him, Florida. Um, but we'll see. Arkansas is not out of it, but, um, you know, you'd kind of consider him to be a long shot right now. Um, with Arkansas scholarship distribution chart, um, let's see, if Justice Hill were to join on scholarship, I would, I would say that would put them at 81 scholarships. So right now they're at 80 scholarships, okay? And that's including – 
that's including Traylon Smith, who's the running back uh, out of Arizona State, who's transferring, and Luke Jones, who is the Notre Dame transfers from Pulaski Academy, who spent a year up there before uh, deciding to come back. Now, both of those guys, the original plan was them to blue shirt. So blue shirts mean that they're not recruited. They don't come on official visits. They don't they don't have in-home visits with, with coaches. Um, and that, by the NCAA standard, is – considered not being recruited they could still visit Arkansas on their own dime you know it's it's it doesn't have anything to do with that so it's kind of weird language but it's it's a workaround so when you blue shirt a player you're able to count them forward to the next class they can go on scholarship as soon as practices start okay so they can go on scholarship at that point and still count against the in this case the 2020 class and that's been the plan but at the same time the plan was also to bring in a junior college or graduate transfer cornerback and linebacker for the last class. So they were at 27 in the last class, okay, able to count back four. So 25 plus four is 29. So they have two spots left in this class. If they don't sign a cornerback and a linebacker, which right now it's July 24th, June 24th, excuse me, I don't know if that guy is out there right now. So if that's the case, then you just put Luke Jones and, and Traylon Smith in the class of 2019 and, and you're done with it. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter either way. You're going to have 25 most likely in this upcoming class, whether Luke Jones and Traylon Smith count for it or not is still to be decided. But I think at this point, if there's not a guy out there at linebacker, cornerback, you just, you know, you go with what you got with Traylon Smith and Luke Jones being in that class and uh, you bring in 25, you, you – Really, when you look at the needs for this class, it's so easy for me to get up to like 28. I mean, you, you want to bring in a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, maybe more, three tight ends, probably an older graduate transfer type of tight end in addition to the two they have, three offensive linemen, not including Luke Jones, you know, one or two defensive tackles since you lost Brisson Guidry, um, two, three, two defensive ends, something like that, probably three to four linebackers. And I think maybe some of it counts on where you count Jashad Stewart, who's committed um, five cornerback nickel types and a couple of safeties. I mean, it's you get up there pretty quickly on on scholarship totals. So something to look at moving forward. Um, I want to get into a little bit about blue shirting, also what that means, because I think people some people are confused. And so there's there's different kinds of shirts you wear. Everybody knows what a red shirt is. It means you sit out the year, and it used to mean you don't play, but now it means you can play in four games and still retain your red shirt. That started last year. So that's what a red shirt is typically done with freshmen. Not always, but typically sometimes applied to transfers and stuff. A gray shirt, what a gray shirt is, means the athlete delays their enrollment until the next semester. Okay, so you don't enroll in August, basically. You wait till January to enroll. Uh, so that's what a gray shirt is. A blue shirt basically means that you're not recruited. So they don't recruit you. And then when a lot of times coaches say when the first scholarship becomes available, then you'll get it. And you, you know, sometimes you have players transferring out and, and fall camp and stuff like that. And that's where that applies with Arkansas. I don't, it's not going to be an issue. They, these guys should be able to go on scholarship when classes start. Um, some coaches take a different approach to blue shirt and they, they wait till the next semester um, and still bring the player in. So basically the player is not on scholarship for a semester, but the idea is you count them forward and green shirting is basically when players enroll early. That's all that is. So those are the different kinds of shirts. Um, 
I want to get into quarterback battle because that's really the topic of the show. Uh, that's what we headline the show today. And uh, I think it's interesting when you consider all the transfers that they've had recently with Ty Story and Cole Kelly leaving, Ty Story to Western Kentucky, which Arkansas plays this season, and Cole Kelly to southeastern or southwestern Louisiana. Um, with those guys transferring out, with Connor Nolan deciding to stick to baseball over football, uh, with all of that stuff, you still have this perfect balance in your quarterback room, if you talk to most coaches, they're going to tell you, well, ideally we'd like to have a quarterback in every single class. In Arkansas, they have a senior in Ben Hicks, a junior in Nick Starkle, a sophomore in Dalton Hyatt, a redshirt freshman in John Stephen Jones, a true freshman in K.J. Jefferson, and then they have their quarterback committed for the class of 2020 out of the high school ranks in Chandler Morris. So they literally have done what every coach wants to do, except for the fact that they have – Two quarterbacks with any experience. John Stephen Jones played in three games, mostly mop-up duty, whether it was the game was out of hand either way. And then you have um, Dalton Hyatt, who played four snaps last year, all in one game, I think the season opener, and then got passed over by Connor Nolan and John Stephen Jones. So there's – while you are – you have good dis- distribution in the terms of the classes, you don't have a lot of experience at Arkansas. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen with a quarterback job. I could see first game, maybe into two. I, I would I would hope you don't go past one game uh, of having Ben Hicks and uh, Nick Starkle battling out back and forth. I think Ben Hicks has an obvious advantage having played quarterback under Chandler or under Chad Morris at SMU for three years, and um, you know starting there. I guess he was a four, uh, three year starter, uh, so two years I guess under. Uh, under him, not including his redshirt year. So he has that advantage, also going through spring drills. So a little bit more familiarity having gone through that. With Nick Starkle uh, arriving a little bit later, but I will say this about Starkle. He did compete on a higher level at Texas A&M. This is a guy that won the starting job at Texas A&M under Jim, uh, under uh, Kevin Sumlin and broke his leg, ankle uh, in the in the UCLA game, returned week eight, and still threw for 1,700 yards and uh, had a really good finish. His last start threw for 499 yards in the Belk Bowl, four touchdowns and an interception and a 55-52 loss to Wake Forest. So Nick Starkle's done it on a higher level. I think also when you look at their tool set, Nick Starkle's a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit better runner, has a bigger arm. He can spin it a little bit better than, than Hicks can. So it's an interesting competition between those two guys. It's definitely going to be one of those two. My money would be on Nick Starkle to uh, win the starting job, whether that's day one starter. I could see him possibly not winning the day one starter, but eventually taking over. That tech, that Ole Miss game, I mean, it's it's so big week two. You'd like to have something established at quarterback because they win that, uh, they win that Ole Miss game then I would go from that point and saying this team is going to a bowl game if they can win that week two game. And it's going to improve recruiting. I think they're they're really, I don't want to say struggling, but I think they are fighting that 2-10 and 10 record this year more so than they did last year. Last year, uh, I think they had people committed who were all on board, all about it. You know, they saw – um, things heading in the right direction. Even when things got tough, you know, they still stuck with commitments for the most part uh, versus this year. I mean, I think it's a little more of an uphill battle. So that week two game is going to be critical. We'll talk to Danny West a little bit more about recruiting in Arkansas's big uh, July 26th visit weekend. That's going to be a big one for Arkansas. All right, before we continue on, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, Trey Biddy with hogsports.com back with you now. Interesting dynamics going on at quarterback. Let me know what you think over here in the comments, and we'll jump into some of these, see what we've got. We've got Kevin Deshaun Spencer says, Hey there, thanks for what you do. Appreciate you, Kevin. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends. Tim Woods says, Good morning, Trey. Really enjoy your insight and your guests. I appreciate that, Tim. Thank you so much. Uh, Maurice Norman says, This is going to be a great season, believe. Um, It just depends on what you define as great. Now, do I think this is going to be a season that's going to trend in the right direction? I absolutely do think it's going to trend in the right direction. Uh, I felt like last year they let go of the rope a little bit. You had a lot of the guys that were still used to what Brett Bielema was doing. And, um, you know, I think some guys are disgruntled. I mean, here's a perfect example. There was that tweet put out about the guy. I mean, I mean, that just reeks of sour grapes of the anonymous player uh, probably it sounds like a walk-on based on his discussion about how walk-ons were treated and stuff. You have that with every single – I mean, you, you have that all the time with players. I can remember there was a few years ago, um, Arkansas – it was a safety. Tiki – oh, what's his name? I can't – for some reason I'm having a hard time remembering his name, but I just remember he was a problem for Arkansas the moment he stepped on campus. And then um, when – when Arkansas had some uh, changes with the coaching staff with Randy Shannon leaving, there was a Florida writer who reached out. Coleman? Paquinton, Paquinton Coleman. Um, Arkansas reached out uh, – a writer for Florida reached out to him, and it was just – it was just – he was just so disgruntled. I mean, they just did not get along while he was at Arkansas, and, and Brett got mad about it and didn't let him go through pro day. But, I mean, I, I can't say I really blame him. Um, but – out of all the players that they could have reached out to, they reached out to a guy that was obviously disgruntled. So um, I'm not a big fan of the anonymous stuff, and I get you know keeping coaches in check and stuff by what players are saying. But I mean, come on, you gotta you can't be anonymous when you make comments like that. All right, Mar- Maurice also says, do you think KJ Jefferson will get a fair shot? I mean, I think he will, but here's the deal. K.J. Jefferson is not ready to be the starting quarterback at Arkansas. And if he is, Arkansas is in real trouble. He's got a lot of ability, but when you look across the landscape, and I know I say this all the time, you look across college football historically, true freshmen don't come in and start for teams, especially 
if they don't enroll in the spring. It just doesn't happen. I've gone over in the past some of the guys that have been able to do that as true freshmen, and you're talking elite players like um, – uh, if I can think of anything, but um, the, the UCLA quarterback—I um, don't know why I'm spacing on his name. Uh, USC had a quarterback a few years ago who came in and did it. Um, Philip Rivers did it at NC State. Quincy Carter did it at Georgia, who came from baseball. But those guys all enrolled for spring semesters. They were all early enrollees. Nobody does it just straight out of high school like that. And plus with KJ, he's got some things fundamentally he needs to work on. He's got a little bit of a hitch in his throwing motion. He's a little bit more raw despite throwing for all those yards and Mississippi setting records. Uh, he's still got some things that he can improve on. But I think he's a guy that, you know, you may be getting some action this year, work on that RPO stuff. Uh, because he really is your best option for to run the RPO game. So I think that there may be a scenario where you see him sometime, get some time in some games. But I think the ideal choice is to redshirt him. Uh, then next year probably put him in a backup type of role too if it's Nick Starkle, if things work out that way. And then, you know, redshirt sophomore year, he could be a guy that you go to. It, it'll be him, the future quarterback for this team after Nick Starkle and after um, Ben Hicks are gone is K.J. Jefferson or Chandler Morris. It'll be a quarterback battle after, let's see, 2021 quarterback battle between those two guys, I believe. Uh, so that should be entertaining. But this one's going to be entertaining this year. And it starts right now. I mean, Chad Morris mentioned at uh, SEC spring meetings that this is a quarterback battle that has already started. It starts with their leadership, with running off-season workouts, with throwing drills and things like that. Starts all those things. Galen Brown says, go Trey. Appreciate you, Galen. Maurice Norman says, which one are you on? Which one am I on? I'm not sure what you mean, Maurice. You might want to rephrase that. Sam Melson says, any chance that Musselman thought that if Justice gets put on scholarship for football, he could be the walk-on for basketball? I, I don't know how that would work out. Here's the deal. I mean, if he played football – if he played football, then he would have to go on football scholarship, Sam. I mean, you probably know that. But if you play any sport at the University of Arkansas and football, you have to be on football scholarship. That's just kind of the way it works. Galen Brown says, is Trey Biddy my real name? Trey, is, it's my real name. I would say it's my real name, even though it's not officially. But it is. I've gone by Trey my entire life. Most people named Trey aren't named Trey. Uh, Mike Jones says, watching from Moralton. What's up, Mike Jones from Moralton? Dalton Adams says, who are some of the big men outside Blackshear that are being targeted? I mean, really, we can get into that with Danny West. Dalton, I'll try to get back with that. But, I mean, really for this particular class, I don't think there's anybody. I mean, if they don't get Blackshear, then you're looking at Arkansas being a pretty small team next year. Johnny Brooks says, do we get Toll? Talking about Blaine Toll, Hazen. Uh, athlete, probably going to be a defensive end in college. I think things are trending that way. I think for a while it was looking very Oklahoma, but it feels like things are trending uh, Arkansas's favor for Blaine Toll right now, who plans to make a decision, plans to make a decision before senior season starts and uh, got a Tennessee visit and not going to visit Oklahoma officially. Galen Brown says, also, are you from Arkansas? I would call myself an Arkansan, Galen. I, so I'm 41 years old. I've lived here since I was – Seven. I was lived here since I was seven years old. Um, moved to North Little Rock. I was originally born in Georgia. Uh, moved to North Little Rock when I was seven, going into between first and second grade. My grandmother lived here. Spent summers here always growing up. And then um, uh, 
in s- between sixth and seventh grade, I moved to Sheridan. So I would call Sheridan my hometown, and uh, also lived in North Little Rock. And I've been I've lived in Fayetteville longer than I've lived anywhere. I went to the University of Arkansas in 1996, and uh, have pretty much been up here since, except for I did spend a year in Georgia, um, and I spent I think two years in Little Rock during that time. So yeah, I, I'm in Arkansas. I'm an Arkansan. Uh, Galen Brown says, I guess I could Google. You could Google me. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh there's another Trey Biddy in Oklahoma. He's an aspiring musician. And I think that might be the only other one. So if you get us confused, Galen, Johnny Brooks says, yeah, Trey from redneck country. Yes. I'm from redneck country. <laughs> Paul Balkum says, thank, thank God Nolan's stuck with baseball. He'll make the baseball team Omaha bound again next year. I mean, I think just focusing on, ba- I think it probably hurt him a little bit playing baseball and football when spring drills were going on. I mean, I just can't imagine going from one sport to another like that. It's a totally different throwing motion. And I don't know, it just seems like it'd be difficult. I mean, but these kids, I mean, when you're talking about elite athletes like Connor is, I mean, they do things that most of us think that that we can't do. Terry Roy says, KJ is the better out of all of them. I don't know if I would say, Terry, I don't know if I would say he's the better out of all of them. Um, or the best out of all of them, but upside wise, you might be right. I mean, I think that he's got so much upside. I, you know, talking with Steve Wiltfong, our national director of recruiting, uh, what he'll say on KJ is he thinks he has the raw potential to be like the best quarterback in the SEC one day. That's how much they think of him. I love his running ability. He's just so smooth and long. One of these six three guys that looks six four. You know, just looks bigger than than six three. Just just very long um, and a strider. Uh, he reminds me. He's not as fast as Matt Jones, but he reminds me of that uh, Matt Jones in a lot of ways. Uh, Paul also says offensive line needs to give whatever quarterback starts a minimum four to five seconds in the pocket. Obviously, you'd love to have five seconds, but if you can get four seconds out of your offensive line, that's pretty good. I think the offensive line is going to be better this year. I think a year working in this system is going to improve them. You've got some guys like Shane Clinton, who I think has uh, just a lot of physical ability, you know, getting a year older. Kirby Adcock, who we didn't talk much about because he was injured in the spring. You add in Myron Cunningham, Chaboise and Juana, um, you know, and really got some competition, you know, going with Colton Jackson and uh, Dalton Wagner, Noah Gatlin, who I think is going to be a, a guy that we might be talking about in the future as a, as a potential pro. Uh, I do wonder about the center position. I think Ty Cleary is naturally going to get bigger, uh, get better, but uh, you would like to see a little more competition there. I mean, really, it's Silas Robinson, who I've said before, I don't think is quite there right now in terms of pushing Ty Clare for that starting job. And really everywhere else, you've got people pushing. You know, Austin Caps is another guy I didn't mention who now has a good year under his belt on the offensive line or over a year. Eric Austin, appreciate that. Eric, Eric thinks I have great insight. I try. Steve Welton says, aside from last year, Ole Miss is the only SEC West team where Arkansas seems to have their number, hoping for improvement this year. Ole Miss is the only SEC West team where Arkansas seems to have their number. Yeah, I mean, they should have beat them last year. If they keep Ty Story healthy in that game or Rakeem Boyd, if he stays healthy in that game, I think they beat Ole Miss next year uh, or last year. This year, moving forward, they're without Jordan Tomu. They, they've recruited well at quarterback. I think the guy that they're bringing in uh, should do pretty well. But they are replacing Jordan Tomu, who gave Arkansas fits the last couple of years. Uh, they've got a lot to replace as, as far as their weapons at wide receiver. So – I think it's potential that Arkansas can get them. It's it's a huge game in week two. It's just for recruiting, for getting this team to to bowl eligibility. All of those things are very important. All right, Galen Brown, appreciate you, sir. 
Dustin says, it's nice to see all the major sports at Arkansas have have top-of-the-line coaches. They all seem to be trending upward. I feel like there's some trending upwards. I mean, I, I'm anxious to see what um, – what Eric Musselman does at Arkansas, and I like the coaching staff that he brought in. I mean, I think you look at that, and there's guys with a lot of experience. I think they've upgraded coaching staff, and I think they upgraded their head coach. I think I just think that he's going to do more at Arkansas than what Mike Anderson was able to do. Brandon Teresa Cowan says, you might have went over it already. Is Boyd going to be ready for before the season starts? Yes, Boyd's going to be ready. It was imperative that he sit out the spring, had that shoulder surgery. It's something that he brought with him from junior college. But Rakeem Boyd is a guy that if he stays healthy, he'll go to the NFL next year. I, I would predict he he goes um, – he gets draft eligible. All right, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my man Danny West. Danny is our main man at hogsports.com when it comes to recruiting. Also touches on everything else, football, basketball, baseball, all of that stuff. But uh, most of our VIP content is for Danny. If you have some questions for him, go ahead and get them in now. And we're going to go over just a few things. Danny, how was your weekend, first of all? Did you have a good weekend? It was good. It was pretty relaxed. Um, kept my butt at the house and out of trouble this weekend, so that's always good. You say just bit- trying to get the trying to get the week started. Sitting here drinking some Folgers that is about the same color as the T-shirt you're wearing at the moment. <laughs> Light brown. <laughs> <laughs> yep, got a little creamer in it. Yeah, I hear that you. That was your weekend. It was good. It was do? good. We went, I went to the lake and uh, and hung out with some friends and uh, haven't done that in a while. Hadn't had an opportunity to do that for a while. I'm going to take advantage of that. Um, and this is, a, we'll do a show Thursday, but, uh, next week, I guess we won't have a show cause I'm going on vacation for the first time in two years, Danny, I'm going on vacation. Last time I went on vacation, went to Jackson hole, uh, the summer before last, but we had the big transition with 24 seven sports last year. Uh, so I never felt like taking a vacation, felt like we needed to get it, get this thing in order before I, I took a break. So, but things have been, I mean, it's been a hell of a year, as you know, at 24 seven sports the last 13 months. And I um, feel like I can finally step away for a week. And we're going to gonna go to Portland, Maine. I haven't been up there. Flying into Boston and uh, going to drive up. So knock out a couple of states that I haven't been to before. Yeah, that'll be good, man. You know as well as I do, it's important. I came back from my vacation a, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I've never felt more rejuvenated in yeah. my life, buddy. I needed it, and it was very, very timely. So what we got today, man? Any questions? Yeah, uh, we'll get to some questions in a minute. I just wanted to I wanted to pop over a few things that um, you had written in the last few days, uh, I, and I think Aaron McLaughlin is a, an interesting candidate because this is a guy that you actually put a crystal ball in for early. Now this goes back to when his teammate was committed to Arkansas, Zevion Capers. So uh, from Cummings, Georgia, Denmark High School. Zevion Capers was committed to Arkansas and decommitted, obviously. And then Aaron McLaughlin, McLaughlin or McLaughlin, 2021 four-star quarterback, a lot of talent. And uh, I think when you lose Zevion Capers, you're like, well, that probably means it for McLaughlin. But what do you think? Is Arkansas still in the mix with him? Yeah, well, that's kind of why I got curious about it. A lot of people just kind of assumed, and I was one of them, you know, that Arkansas is pretty much out of it Mm -hmm. once uh, Zay decommits. So, I was just curious sitting around one day. I said, well, you know, I might as well try to get it from the horse's mouth. And Aaron's always been good about getting back to me. So, yeah, he sent me a quote and he said, uh, I don't mind reading it if you're cool with that. Yeah, go for it. It is a yeah, VIP said, uh, article, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll allow it. I'll throw it. this one out <laughs> for you. Obviously playing, obviously playing with Zay in college is a priority, but it's not the biggest factor in my decision. I loved Arkansas before he was committed, end quote. So what I took away from that, Trey, 
is it's going to be really, really difficult. Now, mm-hmm. he's saying the right things, and I'm sure he means that. You know, he, he did have a high level of interest in Arkansas before he ever transferred into Xavion School, mm-hmm. uh, Denmark High School, last last spring. And matter of fact, a year ago, he was on campus here at Arkansas, and I said then, this is one of the most impressive quarterbacks we had ever seen on Arkansas's campus. Mm-hmm. He came up for a camp, and I was blown away. So, you know, this guy's got offers from everybody. Like I said, I, I do think there's still some amount of interest in Arkansas, but yeah, I think it's going to be tough, and mm-hmm. I'll probably um, – I'm glad you reminded me of that crystal ball. <laughs> I need to go ahead and change that one. But, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll change that one to a question mark, if anything. But I'll tell you this. You know, I think I ended that article with Will Crowder. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the recent offered quarterback, recently offered quarterback out of Gardendale, Alabama. You know, he came up for a camp last week, two weeks ago, whenever camps were, and uh, was really impressive. 6'2", 185 guy. He's, I think he's listed as a pro style, but he put down like a 4'6'9 at some point, so he can run a little bit. He's coming back next month for the cookout. That's a quick turnaround visit, so keep an eye on Will Crowder. I mean, yeah, you want to you want to still keep tracking Aaron McLaughlin mm-hmm. out of Georgia, but, it, man, it seems to me when they make a quick turnaround visit like that, you know, in a month's time, it's real, especially all the way from Alabama. So, yeah. Will Crowder, keep an eye on that one. Hey, real quick, back to back to Georgia, <laughs> back to Aaron McLaughlin. Um okay. What's the what's the Arkansas connection there, real quick? There, there there's a coach, and I, and I can't remember who it is. Well, they had an in uh, at at Denmark High School. They felt like they had a pretty good connection with a coach there. I I failed to write his name down oh. anywhere, but uh, okay, it's yeah, not like a former player or anything like that. Okay, so you reset. Well, uh, Go you ahead. Remember Patrick Patrick Jones? Yeah, Pat Jones, defensive line. Yeah. yeah, Big Pat. Now he's down there, so mm. yeah, I think if if anything, that's the one there. Okay. But uh, I don't think that was ever a deal breaker or a deal maker, if you ask my opinion. Now mm. they did get the guy on campus a couple of times. McLaughlin came back up for Capers last visit in in March, so he's been here a couple of times. But yeah, that, that mm. pretty much covers that. I think it's going to be a, an uphill climb. Danny West with Hawksports.com joining us here. And if you like recruiting coverage, if you if you would consider yourself uh, a hardcore Razorback fan, then there's nothing better than Hogsports.com and uh, and our VIP coverage that we get with Danny West and the coverage that we have of things like fall um, football, um, you know, preseason uh, camp and all that stuff. You can find all that stuff at HAWGsports.com. And I want to encourage everybody right now to throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already. There's 130 people on here watching live right now. So throw us 130 thumbs up if you like the content. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, and throw us five stars and throw us a review. Spotify, Stitcher, other ways to listen. Of course, I just mentioned Facebook Live. Be sure to subscribe to the page, like the page. And if you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell right now. Again, hogsports.com is just $1 for your first month, or you can take 30% off your first year uh, and get a seven-day free trial with that. So uh, a good time to check out hogsports.com for the diehard Razorback fans. And for the casual Razorback fan, 
we put out a lot of free content, stuff you can get out of press conferences, stuff that's put out on Twitter. You know, we'll repackage and, and make that uh, fun reading for the casual Razorback fans. So something for everybody at hogsports.com. You reset the Razorback recruiting class just because of the Zevion Capers decommitment. Then Colin Sullivan goes to Purdue. And then Jalen Polk has committed to Texas Tech. Danny, what what's going on? Two wide receivers are committed for a while. It looked like there was going to be – maybe as many as four, but maybe settling down back to that more reasonable number of three. Yeah, I think it's headed towards uh, three at this point. Obviously, you know, if they could get to four, I think they would love to do that. But that could be said of every position group on the roster, Mm -hmm. right? Every single position coach wants that extra one. So we'll see how that works out. I do think uh, three is the target number at this point. As you said, they've got two on board. And uh, yeah, it did strike out on on a couple you know I I say a couple Trey Colin Sullivan is a guy that I know they really really wanted Mm. in this class but uh you know when you go most of the spring with three guys committed at the same position uh, and you're you're trying to make this guy feel like a priority and you look up in Purdue where his mother you know she's from that area he had been there before a few times I think and uh you know they don't have a single wide receiver commitment so it's probably easier for them to sell the idea that you are our top guy mm-hmm. at Purdue in that situation. So I do think that played against them a little bit, but still they wanted him. Jalen Polk, you know, the kid out of, of Lufkin, I've said it for a while, and I uh, don't, don't mean to take anything away from Texas Tech and the guy that they just got, but I felt like Arkansas could have had him pretty much whenever they wanted to this spring. Yeah. Now, I may be wrong on that, but that's the way I saw it. So probably not quite the loss there that people are making it out to be. I know some people are a little bit worried, but for the majority of posts that I've seen, and I totally agree with this, if you're going to strike out on a couple of guys, it probably needs to be a wide receiver when you're talking about losing a Xavion Capers, losing a Colin Sullivan, because you know Coach Stepp is going to make up for it at some point. You know, he's going to go out, it may be an Alex Adams or – you know, one of these uh, guys we haven't even talked about yet that he's yet to even offer, he's going to find a a solid third wide receiver. And I think people feel confident in what he's already done with four four four-star guys coming in last year. You're going to be okay at wide out, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Danny, and, you know, you say he's he's going to take care. I think he's already retroactively taken care of it with the the last class that's come in. And, I mean, now, Alex. If we're talking about linebacker right now, and you miss yeah. out on French and Eason, yeah, yeah, look out, buddy, you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, because I don't see a lot of names behind those, but I'm just saying, I think they're going to be okay. Sorry to cut you off. No, linebackers are concerned. I was just going to say Alex Adams. I mean, they're able to get that guy. I think that would you call it a class if you if if that's yeah. the situation. So. Um, I want to jump over to basketball real quick because K.K. Robinson was just offered 2020 guard, number 68-ranked player in the entire country uh, out of Bryan, Arkansas. Um, the fourth guy inside the state, is that right? Fourth guy That's inside right. the state with well, the Arkansas offer for that class? Fourth Arkansas native is what I'm going Arkansas with. Arkansas native, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously Moody. Moses. Yeah, yeah he's, he's down in Florida at the Montverde Academy. But, yeah, offered uh, K.K. last night. I think a lot of people saw that coming. You know, for a long time, matter of fact, a lot of people were kind of starting to scratch their heads. You know, hey, when's Arkansas going to jump on this board? Mm -hmm. Because Florida, you know, Iowa State had jumped in there. TCU, some some nice schools there for him. But uh, Kansas offered last night at 930. And I want to say 24 minutes later, finally happened. He got Mm -hmm. that Arkansas offer, reached out to KK. And uh, we've got a story there. You can read about what he uh, what he thought about both offers. 
this guy, I mean, he's kind of come out of nowhere in a sense. I think his, uh, he's really blowing up at this moment. Probably going to be a guy that continues to add those type of Kansas type offers over the next several months. So, yeah, man, number 68 in the country. That's, that's tough right there. So, what a class. You know, if you're going to take over Arkansas, it's a good time to do it with that 2020 class. Maybe you don't get all of them, but if you can get most of them, you're going to be okay with in that mm. 20 class. I, I mean, it's actually super fortunate for both Chad Morris and Eric Musselman in that, you know, not their first class, but their second class. You know, the one that the, they would have yeah, a full the first year, real class. the first real class, uh, have a real chance to to recruit an in-state crop that is one of the best in years. I mean, this is this basketball class for 2020 is exceptional. Um, this past 2019 class for football was exceptional. So, um, yeah, that's that's what you want. Brett Bielman never never had that uh, at Arkansas. Didn't ever just kind of miss the uh, the dominant in-state classes. Of course, you know, Bobby Petrino had that exceptional 2008 class, even though that class wasn't really rated that high. I mean, you had – um, you had some really good players in that class uh, from inside the state of Arkansas. Um, well, I think that 15 class, not to get off track here, the 15 class we mm-hmm. thought at the time was probably going to be the one for, for Brett. Right. You remember some of those guys, yeah, Ty Story, Will Gregg. Yeah. Was KJ in the class? I, I believe he was. Yeah. Um, CJ O'Grady, Jamario Bell. There was a lot of four stars in that group that – Obviously, probably didn't turn out the way he had hoped. Yeah, I mean, KJ ended up being probably, the, I guess, the best guy out of that class, and then yeah, yeah, didn't didn't work out too well overall. Uh, let's see if we got any quick questions for you, Danny, before I cut you loose. Um, let's see something that you can answer. Um, that really whittles it down. Don Don, <laughs> Don Dunn asked, "How will the Diamond Hog look next year?" I mean, you almost expect them to to be well. Uh, you're hearing good things about Traylon Burks. Trey Shelby wants to know, is he, is he going to be hundred percent healthy? Yeah, I think, uh, matter of fact, okay. So I went out to those camps. I keep forgetting if that was last week or two weeks ago, they all kind of run together, but went out to the camps and yeah, you do get the, a little glimpse, you know, you, you look over in the corner and see some of those young guys working out. And I did see Traylon running, you know, so that was a good sign. I think he's fine, Trey. Uh, matter of fact, I told uh, uh, somebody last night that, man, at this point, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they moved him to linebacker. I mean, when you mm-hmm. look at that guy and you look at the, the current linebacker depth, I know a lot of people, you know, you want to stockpile that, that wide receiver group and have arguably one of the best wide receiver groups in the conference. But at the same time, man, none of that's going to matter if you don't, tackle anybody you know mm-hmm. what i mean and, and we know what kind of player trailing is on both sides of the ball i'm just throwing it out there i'm not saying it's coming down the pipe here but boy it, at this point it, it would make sense mm-hmm. so we had a question about um uh dwight mcglothern if he was going to be one of the visitors for the yeah. july 26th yeah, he's, visit he's supposed to be yeah, um, supposed to be. Obviously, don't give away the horse. Again, this is a VIP article, but how big is that? You've got an article that breaks down, uh, just for those who are interested, uh, the July 26th visit list. So this is going to be Arkansas's huge visit weekend, the last one, I guess. And this is just really that one window because t- starting today, we're in a dead period. 
Starting today through yeah. the 24th of July, it is a month-long dead period. And then you've got this week where you can have visitors on campus. Now, there'll still be phone calls and text messages sure. and exchanges like that. But as far as face-to-face -face meeting, a dead period, there's no face-to-face -face meeting on or off campus except for this window because on August 1st through August 31st, it's another dead period. So you've got this small window to get visitors on. I'm sure teams across the country are going to be fighting to get uh, players on campus. So um, July 26th, how big is that weekend for Arkansas without giving away the horse, Danny? Yeah, it, well, it's big. I mean, you think back to what they did last uh, July, right, with that big cookout event they had last year. I want to say they ended oh, – I may have lost you. You make fun of me for I lost you for a second, Danny, for two, oh, for two seconds, though. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I was just saying, you look back to last year, what they were able to accomplish coming out of that cookout. Mm -hmm. They got a few guys on board and, and a total of seven commitments in July last year. Yeah, so huge month. It could, uh, there's potential for it to really be good. I think the key is getting your committed guys here to try to help out. And I know mm -hmm. so far, most, if not all of those guys are going to be here for that. I was actually talking to Chandler, which by the way, he's headed out to the Elite 11 finals this coming up weekend. So I uh, talked to him about some guys that he's been trying to recruit. Matter of fact, I'll probably turn that into a story at some point. So be be looking for that one on the site <laughs> later on. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah I think it's it, obviously it's a big key weekend. It's the first one you get coming out of that month long uh, dead period here that just started, and they've got some dudes coming. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of four star guys. So um, yeah, I, I don't want to run through the names. People can can sign up and look at that for a very very reasonable price at this time so yeah. be sure to check that list out yeah free for seven days all right danny appreciate you joining us man anything else you got right, to brother. save on your way out no i'm good man all enjoy right. that vacation we'll see you okay all right appreciate you you can read danny's stuff at hogsports.com for i mean it's free right now if you sign up for a year you sign up for a year it'll take 30 percent off your subscription and you get seven days to decide if you want to keep it i mean how, you can't beat that right um or you can sign up for a month for just a dollar so almost nothing to try out um what we believe is the best razorback coverage you can get anywhere and if you ask our readers uh, i'm sure they'll tell you the same all right just to go over a few more questions here ricky monroe says if the defense doesn't improve it'll be another long season it's going to be a long season i mean just depends on what your definition of long is and um to me it's six game i mean it's getting to that bowl game man i mean get to a bowl game next season beat Ole Miss preferably in week two to help recruiting and things i think will continue to trend in the right direction uh paul says john don't see your comment no i didn't see the comment that you were talking about um I think we answered you, Don. Trey says, well, Traylon Burks, we talked about that. Uh, Wesley Parker says, talk about the D-backs. The D-backs are going to be a little thin. You start with the secondary, or you start with the safeties. Uh, you've got Joe Fouché, who I think is going to end up being a good player. You wonder a little bit about youth. I mean, that's always going to be a concern. And then Cameron Curl, who doesn't have an interception yet, despite starting the last two years. But I think Cameron Curl is going to take a nice step forward, be a leader for him back there. The problem is you start talking about depth. Your your backups are Miles Mason, who I think has a good future at Arkansas, and Micah Smith, who's kind of been at Arkansas for a long time but hasn't really done anything. That's your that's your backups right now. Uh, you know, you'd hope Jalen Catalan comes in and can contribute. But, again, for as talented as he is, still a freshman. And that – 
freshman safeties and linebackers always worry me. And then you go back to uh, the cornerback position and Nichols, you're young there too. You got Monteric Brown, Jarquez McClellan as starters. And then you're talking about, um, I, uh, um, I'm facing out on his name. I've spaced out on his name completely. Ladarius Bishop. Ladarius Bishop uh, from Ashdown, Arkansas. Sorry, Ladarius. And then on the other side, um, you've got Devin Bush, who's just a true freshman. So a retro freshman and a true freshman behind two sophomores. And then, uh, you know, Britto Tud, who just hasn't been able to stay healthy his entire career um, and wasn't available in the spring. And then you've got Greg Brooks. Um, behind Devon McClure at the nickel spot. And I think both of those guys have different assets. You know, you can see Greg Brooks out there more on, on heavy passing downs and stuff like that. So uh, you're just thin there. I mean, we talked earlier in the show, they probably need to bring in five cornerback nickel types in this next class. It's a lot of cornerbacks, especially when they only have one committed right now. Courtney Pugh says, Dwight McClother, and we talked about him. How is Coach Morris going to continue recruiting stud quarterbacks with his son coming in here? I mean, that could be an interesting angle also. I mean, people see his son coming in ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, I, I could absolutely see that. We'll see how things shake out. But um, it's crazy to think about that he's brought in six quarterbacks since he's been at Arkansas in 18 months. Six quarterbacks. And not including – I mean, and that's including Chandler Morris, who's just committed right now. But that's something to watch, Mark. It's absolutely something to watch. With our current quarterback commitments with K.J. Jefferson and Morris, will it be difficult to recruit any other four or five? There's an, that's a common common question, Jimmy. Stacy Coatney says, Curl takes plays off and ducks out of tackles. Um, Maurice, Maurizio Sclano, hello from Italy. <laughs> I guess that's why I had a hard time. Um, pronouncing that okay everybody I think I've got to everybody's questions again one more time plenty of ways to watch Facebook live subscribe to the page like the page throw us a thumbs up if you like the content also uh, and uh, add a comment below uh, if you've got any kind of comment to offer YouTube Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Throw us a thumbs up. Hit the notifications bell. Apple Podcasts, we'd love to have a five-star review from you and um, and uh, any any comments you want to add on Apple Podcasts. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Hogsports.com. Just a dollar right now for your first month and then the regular price after that. Or you can sign up for a year, take 30% off your first year, and get a seven-day free trial with that. Okay, everybody, I want to thank you for for joining us today and we'll be back on with the show Thursday. That'll be our last one for a little while because I am going on vacation uh, to Portland, Maine should be exciting. So we'll have a lot to talk about the week after that. So for Danny West, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com and we will catch you next time.